Hey y'all, it's your favorite duo, Dick and Bones, uh, back with an unreleased episode with our favorite doctor friend, Hi and Rudy. That's right, never before seen episode, originally recorded in August, I'll say... Uh, for legal reasons, we haven't uh, disclosed it until now. But we're very excited. We're to very excited to release it. So what you're about to hear is a podcast with Haim Rudy, originally recorded in August. What there was is it, some episode 16, maybe. Maybe, but it's officially yeah. episode number 27. Yeah. So ignore yeah. the uh, the episode numbers. Um, there are some uh, references to sports that are pretty outdated. So feel free to skip that. <laughs> but what follows is a really really fascinating conversation about medicine, about technology, about gene editing. So sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy. Oh man, it's been a long time coming. We've missed out, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But we are up to episode 15. Wow. A big takes of digging modes, is that correct? I think it might be 16. It's 16. 16. Yeah. <laughs> hey. it's That's been why a while. It's been a while. I, I listened to episode. Yo, you know what we should have? We should have like a, a fact checker in the background, yeah, exactly. like Joe Rogan got. Yeah. Welcome, ladies and gents, to episode 15. We think it might be 16. 16, a, it is 16. Oh, 16 big takes. Big takes. With, With Dick. Bones. There you go. Um, in the studio, we have our fact checker, Ezra Musseri. What up? How you doing? He's he back. also brought some candy for us. It has a bag full of economic candy, New York. Economic candy. Economy. Economy. Ezra, tell us about this location. This place, it's it's this Jewish candy store in the Lower East Side. It's classic. It it managed to stay alive. They have they they have everything. It's out of control. Um, I got some some old school candy. Does it beat Candy King on King's Highway back in the day? It eats candy. Oh my god. Okay, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. It's a bold bold statement. Bold. And you gotta back that up. Yeah, we're gonna see. Um, so the reason we've been off for the past couple weeks. Yeah. My main man Dick here had something called pneumothorax. Is that a pneumothorax? Had a, a a a broken wing, as they say. Um, what happened was I was in the gym, and on the last set of curls, I don't even do curls, and I wasn't even super lightweight, wasn't even like breathing heavy, nothing, and I feel a little muscle twinge. Oh man! And my right side, and I've had this before. This is a collapsed lung for the uh, the non medical out there, um, and. I knew what it was right away. Wow. I was pissed off. Hospital, had to surgery. Ho- went to, rode, my, rode the city back to the emergency room. <laughs> Checked in. They they um, filled me. They pumped me with a little tube. Lung inflated, and they said I, sh- I need surgery wow. on the lung, or it has a forty to fifty percent chance of recollapsing. So wow. I got the got the surgery. Whoa. And I'm currently recovering. So. So um, we're speaking about, and now you're back. Yeah, How are you back. feeling? How are you feeling? I'm feeling all right. Every day's getting better. Um, again, stitches out Wednesday, so that's wow. a couple of days, yeah. Back to the uh, CrossFit gym, how long? We got another couple weeks at least, yeah. A couple weeks. So we're talking medical uh, injuries, and happens to be we have a very special guest to my right. Who diagnosed my first pneumothorax. Correctly? As a, uh, if it gets worse, go to a hospital. <laughs> that's the correct I one. want to introduce a close personal friend of mine, someone who I've known for many, 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 many years, family, friends, uh, also happens to be a medical genius. Whoa. He's an entrepreneur, he's an Indian food connoisseur, Mr. Haim Rudy, welcome hey. to the show, sir. Hey, how you doing, how you doing? Good to be here. <laughs> what do you think about New Orleans, you like it, or? Uh, New, uh, New Orleans? Time saying it. That is an impossible New Orleans, Ezra could probably tell you a little more about than me, but as far as New Orleans go, I'm glad my friend Richie's okay. Um, they're, you know, they're, they can be scary. They cannot be scary. In Richie's case, it was moderately scary for me. Um, you know, seeing my homeboy hooked up to oxygen in the, yeah, in the yeah, hospital yeah, room. If you've ever seen Dick, he looks like, a, he looks like Captain America. Basically. Yeah, you don't want to so see So the fact injured. that something could humble him, Ooh, it's right. crazy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, so we're going to dive right in. You know, you watch them, you listen to every episode. Obviously. So you know what happens at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, we do. What do we do? Do you tell me? Do you watch the episode? We do a little candy tasting. Oh! Uh, so I just want to say, big taste of Dickamodes is probably brought to you by Sour Patch Watermelon, mm-hmm. the finest gummy candy in all the land. <laughs> we got our resident fact checker, Esmo, in the studio. Yes, He's going to pick out some candies for us to try. What do you got, Esmo? We got some old school stuff here. I think we're going to get a little Oh nostalgic. my god, I saw a sneak peek just now. I'm we're going to get, give me one or two. We're going to get a bit nostalgic. Yes. What do you got? Let's, let's start here. We'll start with these. Oh my god! Wow. All right, let me explain what just happened. Esmo pulled out. 
Candy Buttons classic. Wow, candy the buttons. Little, little mound of sugar Jeez. on a little sheet of paper Yo. that always gets stuck always with get the paper. paper. Always get paper with Yo, it. Right, I love it. the taste of paper. <laughs> I used to eat the paper. Let's only open one because we don't need to open All right, here we go. We got, yeah, we got a multicolored. We got pink. We wow, got wow, wow. yellow. And we got these. These were never good. All right, so here's your strip. You're going to go with the blue? Okay, thanks. I'm going to go teal. Wow, these come off easy. It's like they improved the paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got paper on mine. I got paper I got some paper. Still got paper. You have to eat the paper. You know what? It's part of the experience. All right, so this is the game. Actually, good. I mean, this is the game. One bite. Everyone knows the rules. Score from one to ten. What do you got? Wow, with this right now? By the way, these are fresh buttons. They're soft, <laughs> like texture-wise, yeah. Yeah, To Ezra's point, when you get soft. these, when you used to get these, they were stale. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is pretty fresh. Yeah, they just came into economy candy shop. Can they I have a little more? One fresh from the right, one, one to ten. One to ten. I, I have, have blue. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give blue a solid... Uh, give me eight all of Solid 7.2. No more. Now listen, there's only so many points that nostalgia could get you. These are nostalgic... But you're eating paper. Wow, I think they you're eating paper good. and hard and candy. It's, it's, it's just about that. They all taste the same. They, they all taste the same. Consistency. Okay, listen. On, on the danger Which scale. Natural experimenter. Natural on the scientist. danger scale, you're eating paper. It's a hundred. It's a danger ten. Scale. It's a no, ten no, no, on the hundred. danger scale. The hard rock candy I'm was way higher. What do you got? Yeah, by the way, I'm with you. It's nostalgia factor is ten out of ten. Everything else kind of is lacking as a real candy. What do you got overall? It's a subpar candy. Four eight. As well, finish this off. What do you got? I think the nostalgia factor adds to it. I think the freshness of it is something I never experienced. Yeah, this is like something new. I've never had such a soft bite. Like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go six point four. Nice. All that. And that's a high vote for Ezra. That's a high vote. I have a high bar for the candy. That's right. Okay, listen up, ladies and gents. It is. It is very fun, though. It's very fun. It's it's incredibly fun. Ten out of ten. The fun scale. Action for every angle. And the danger scale. Yeah. We are moving on. Okay. No, he has, like, he has like 15. He has like 15 things. No, we, can many can oh, we gotta do the next one quick then. We gotta do the next one quick. Oh, no, no. You have so, to. I, I, next one. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, bro. Don't worry. But instead of having these super sour straws. Oh. Whoa! <laughs> they're mystery flavor. How many oh, straws? Oh, anyway, they're gonna be like so, shit flavor. Let me explain. One second, one second. Let me get the Birdie Bots every flavor bean. So one's good. We have those. We did that already. I was done and I listened to Okay, let me just explain to the crowd what we got here. Edmo crammed. 15 episodes into one hour somehow. Okay, listen up. Eight speed. The branding on this is terrible. It's something sour. Way, super sour straws. Honestly, it looks disgusting. It's basically like those, um, it's a, a Jewish super brand. The Jewish Pasquez. brand. Pasquez. Pasquez. <laughs> no, Pasquez is like, like well-known. Well oh, no, these are actually flexible and soft. All right, let's that. get them open. The freshness factor at Economy Candy, I have to say, is noteworthy. <laughs> it's all fresh stuff. It's all straight from the farm. This? this is a like supple sour stick. Okay, here we go. We got mystery flavor. So part of the part of the challenge here is to guess the right flavor. What do you got? One bite. Everyone knows the rules. Is every, wait, is every flavor different? That's fucking delicious. I'm going with strawberry. Oh, that can be one of the regular ones? No, that is your mess right now. Ooh, I got, I got green apple. Delicious. I think I also I have no, no idea. I think they're all the same. They're not no. all the same. I could have got booger. <laughs> you wouldn't even know. <laughs> With no idea. Was this made by the same brand that makes the other one? It tastes just like Pasco. No, but it was actually situated right No, the right listen the line on. Gotta, gotta, gotta move. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Pasco. You gotta Pasquez? move. So we're gonna go yeah. rapid fire grades. What do you got? Rapid fire grade. What do you got? One out of ten. Um, seven. I just like candy. Round number. Round number. I'm gonna give a uh, six point eight. Go. Um, six point six six. Six six. This seven. is good candy. Fresh. Seven point two. Wow. I shouldn't have had two. It is fresh, by the way. It's good. No candy. worthy. Yeah. What do you have next? We are sour moving on. Though. It's a standard sour stick. Yeah. Moving wait, on wait, to wait, some wait, stuff. Wait, 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 wait. Any more? Any more? Any more? We gotta wait. We gotta wait. Any more really good ones? Any more like ones you don't want to miss right now? This is an old school one. It's kind candy. I don't want to eat that. Listen, listen, listen. we got to move on. No, no, sorry. We got to move on to the next portion. It's the sports portion. We're going to come back to the candy at the end. And you're like, yeah. As you know, Big Takes Dick and Bones is a sports podcast, Haim. So we're going to talk some sports. I know you're not the biggest sports guy, but give me your outsider's view on all the shit that we're talking about. We don't have to be him on sports. We can just talk about sports. I know. We're going to bring up some sports. I actually got some sports related goods from the candy store. Who's that? Baseball cards? Yeah. I got basketball cards and football. From the 19... 60, no. Who cares? Yeah, Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. What do you got? NBA. Let's NBA. Let's what year is it from? Is there a good time? One second. What year? What race? This is the Skybox inaugural edition. Wow. Um, innovative yeah, what stats. Year? What year is it? What year is it? You guys want to read? Are we going to get a Gary Payton? 1990. Gary Payton would be basketball, Ezra. I think this is from the Derek Payton baseball. D. Fish. D. Fish. Carter? Yeah. Derek Fisher, let's go open this. There's a 1990 copyright. Uh, these are fresh. Um, you know there are cards. games you can play with these. We can like, like gamble for them with each other. Here we how, go. How do you do so? Let's I see what we got. We need a coin or something. Well, that's a little big stack right there. For poker yeah, yeah, we got cards out here. Wait, did we finish all these? Uh, no. All right, what do we got? Okay, announce them. Announce them. Derek Chivas, 
Hand them out. Maybe you guys hand these out. Will Purdue. Hand these out. Yeah, yeah, you can. Oh, oh, we got Richard Williams on the Spurs. As we go, this is chocolate or something. This is chocolate. He wants to eat the cards. <laughs> None of these. This isn't a candy. These are actual <laughs> basketball cards from the nineties. Okay, we gotta reel it in. Eat the cards. This is a gift for my right lung. I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna die. You got a two. Right. Right. We got a seventy-six. Esmo, if you'll allow us to move on. To continue. Team Esmo, if you'll allow us to move on. Yeah, Moving on to the sports sure. part of the podcast, if you'll allow us to move on. I don't want any of these. We're on the sports part. No, no, no. Part. Listen oh, up. Oh, look. We got Moses Malone. Come oh, on. Oh, shit. That's frame that shit. Esmo, I got to take control earlier. That's not frame-worthy. Let me see his stats. Let me see his stats, bro. And oh, we got Herb Williams. Williams. I didn't really know how to do the thing. Wow. Okay, listen up. What do you think he weighs? Stop. Let's chill. What do you think Moses Malone weighs? 262. All right. Guess. 280. 280, you said? Yeah. What'd you say? 140. 140? I was 160. I'm 5'7. 140? I was 160. Okay, a measly 235. Oh, it's oh, like. I thought he was going to come in at 300. Hey. I thought he was going to come in at 300. Nah, not that big. His name is Moses. How tall is he? 6'10. Yeah, we took a lot. All right, what are we talking about? Okay. Before you get started, we have the candy. She hasn't working. How's that gummy? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We rated it a 7.2. It was mediocre at best. We're moving on to the sports part of the podcast. Wait, wait, wait. He had candy before. Nice, nice, nice. I like that. He had candy before. You didn't rate it. Oh, these are fresh. The gummy. Um. Jury's out. Okay, we spent ten minutes talking about nothing. That's now, the part of the podcast. Honestly. And now we're moving oh, on to the sports out. part of the podcast. Is it working? Where we're going to talk about a couple different topics. First off, baseball, really exciting. Living in New York as a New York Mets yeah, fan. Yeah, baseball in New York is hot. We're going to go to the NFL and then we're going to hit the NBA. First, first question to Dick is the New York Mets. And I don't believe in superstition and all that, but since the game that we went to, where we uh, had a live podcast. Okay. So the Mets are. My friend Jack Harris is wrong. Yeah. They they won the game. They they won and lost the games before. Right. Okay. But they, since we, that game, since we we graced our presence at City Field, they've been fifteen and two, fifteen oh, and three. Sorry. Is that the record you checked? Fifteen and three since that yeah. game versus the Padres. Uh, how have they been doing? What's their uh, what's their strategy? Okay. So everything's coming together. They didn't trade Noah Syndergaard at the at the trade deadline. They didn't trade Zach Wheeler. So the rotation is stacked right now. They traded Jason Vargas so much and they got. Marcus Stroman is still fixing the, the kinks. But what has changed? Their bullpen starting to still perform, right. or starting to perform. Diaz, not really, but everybody else still Before you answer great. Your, full, your full answer, I asked right. you in the, pot, in the game, why are yeah. they sucking? And you said... Bullpen. Bullpen, right. So they turned it around. Okay. What else? And everybody's contributing. Everybody's hitting. That game, Robinson could have had three home runs. He then got injured. But right. then... Is he out for the season? No, but he's yeah. out for a while. Right. Then, the, a couple nights ago, his, his backup, Luis Guillorme... Hit a game tying home run, his first home run of his career, right. in the eighth inning, and then they win it in the ninth. Wow, it's, everything's going okay. right right now. They're a game back from the wild card. What do you expect going forward? I, I mean, I really hope they stay hot to play. Very important series against Atlanta coming up right after right, uh, tomorrow. And if they could win two out of three there, I think they're clinching wild card for sure. Okay, let's see what happens. NFL, Hayim back in action. Mm-hmm. Training camps have started. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, right? Big, time, big, big time. time. Okay, let me give you the state of the Dallas Cowboys. They have three really good players. Okay. Three of them. Mm-hmm. They happen to be the quarterback, the running back, and the wide receiver. Marion Barber, the third, of course. That's right. right. I mean, I Michael, Holy Michael shit. Irvin. Julie, I feel like I've got the Cowboys Julie's always had a really Jones. good running back. They have a triplet right now. No, but they, they always had a really good running back. Like every uh, season. They got Marion like Barber. Oh, they got guy. that guy. What's his name? Zeke. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Okay, so. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. So is he still arrested? A quote or? from Zeke. A quote from Zeke is that he's in contract negotiations. I will not play without a deal. That's what he's saying. Okay. On the flip side of that, they have a quarterback. Dick, you listen to this. Yeah, forty Dak Prescott, million. Dak Prescott turns down a thirty million dollar offer. Thirty million years. years. That would have given. That would have years. An annual salary of thirty million dollars. That would have been more than Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Andrew Luck. Yeah. Philip Rivers, uh-huh. he wants $40 million. He wants the most in the league. Wow. At what point do you say goodbye? The highest right now, I think, is Russell Wilson, possibly? Russ? No, Russ. who just got a contract? I think Russell just got a massive one. Uh, at what, at point? what point do you say you know, Look, goodbye. I think Dak's a good quarterback. I think he's got a lot of skill. I think he's a very versatile player. Problem with Dak Prescott, he's not a champion. He's not proven, never won. He's also not that good. He's not, he's not worth he's overhyped. He's not, the, he's not worth the most money in the league. Do you think he's much. tier one when you think of Tom Brady, Drew no, Brees? No, I don't. No. You think of Dak Prescott? I think he's tier one and a half. Uh, I don't he's even think he's, one he's and two. Tier, tier two. Yeah, like, look, look, if you looked at his like Madden rankings, look, of, if you want like, to just pure, pure statistics, he's not that good. If you want to make a franchise player, though, he's young enough. He's young enough to absorb the attention and be a franchise player, in my view. 
So he's an investment. All right, we're going to stay baseball. We're going to stay football. So 40 million, no way. No, no way. I agree, no way. And he forgot that the other star player on his team is also he's negotiating for a contract. Yeah, Jerry, Jones, Jerry Jones is doing a meanwhile, tough uh, Meanwhile, pan over to Jerry Jones and he's saying, yeah. we're going to make the deal. We're going to do it. Yeah. Love Jerry's outfit. He's going to do 40? Uh, I don't no know. way. No, I don't way. think so. Oh, okay. On Hard Knocks came out. HBO. Miniseries. Yeah. Very fun. The Oakland Raiders in the spotlight. First off, do you like the choice of the Oakland Raiders? Okay, so I read this online recently. There are only a certain amount of qualifications that make you eligible to be. Where are they? Uh, I forgot it. You couldn't have been in this in the postseason the last five seasons. You there were all these really? stipulations. Yeah, there were all these stipulations, and the Raiders were one of like four teams. Yeah, the others, the, the others were like completely non interesting, and they got lucky. Basically, HBO got lucky that Antonio Brown came to town, and they got all this media hype. You know? Oh, cool. they, they they signed with the Raiders before that even yes, happened. Yes, sir. Wow. Of course, they're working on it years, like a year in advance. Wow. A year before that, they had the Browns. Would, would, would you have switched that? Yeah, Browns yeah. this year. Wait, OBJ, Baker, Mayfield's yeah. got that swagger. So let me talk about the one guy they did get, Tony Brown. Yeah. Arguably the best receiver in the world. He's and a little old, though. He's very old. There's two pieces of, uh, yeah, nice. two pieces of news out of this. Yeah, Two pieces of news out of this. The first yeah, is helmet. that... Oh, oh let me talk about the other one first. Antonio Brown... So the Madden curse has yeah. an injured foot, right? Oh, what's, the what's the cost? Frostbite. Did you see the Madden curse? Uh, he's on the front of Madden, and on the um, bottom of the box it says Frostbite. It's one of uh, EA's smaller companies. So um, somehow Madden curse got it right and predicted he was going to injure from Frostbite. How did he get Frostbite? How did he get Frostbite? He was in a uh, what's it called? In one of those cryo chambers with Gucci slides on. Gucci slides. And his whole foot got fucked up. Okay, and then talk about the helmet thing, because that's the ridiculous in my book. Oh, so he, he only wants to use his helmet, which is old. Yeah, very fresh. Um, he wants to use his helmet, and if he doesn't use his helmet, he's not going to play. Which, his helmet does, is not uh, clear to play. because Okay, the main question here is, have you ever seen a bigger diva in your entire life? Is it worth it? And he's, he's thinking about, I'm looking at headlines, Antonio Brown might retire. He might not play ever again. Yeah, it's the biggest bullshit ever. Okay, I know how he wants to move on, so we're going to move into the last section. Quickly, rapid fire. The NBA came out with their schedule. We got a whole host of revenge okay. games. Yep. Um, I'll just read them off. You tell me what's your favorite. What's your, what are you looking so most for? Read them off. Read them off. Okay, Dallas Mavericks versus New York Knicks. That, Chris Dallas is back in the garden. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to read them all. Rapid fire, you tell me which one. Yeah. Lakers versus Pelicans. And Anthony Davis back in New Orleans. No. Uh, Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie versus Boston Celtics. That's a good one. Ka- Kawhi versus nice. the Raptors. Okay. Russell Westbrook versus the Thunder. Yep. And Paul George going back to OKC. Which Russ. one is it's your Russ. favorite? I like, it's gotta be Russ, right? No, I like I like Dude. the um, I like Kyrie at the Boston Celtics. Oh, but he's man. been on the he's been on the uh, Cavaliers for you. Just 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 because we're Nick fans on this podcast, I I'm to watch Kristaps game because I want the, Meech, the boobers I want Meech to fucking block his ass. What do you think, what do you think so the Garden will sound like when they? Oh, they're gonna kill him. They're gonna kill him. Is it at the Garden or Dallas? What was it's the, the Garden with Porzingis? What what was the deal? Oh, it's a long long story. Uh, no, quickly, like quickly his brother his brother's very agru- disgruntled from uh, Phil Jackson. Yeah, and. His brother? Was, his brother. His brother is also agent. his agent, yeah. Oh. And he kind of finagled into Kristoff's brain that he should leave. You're not happy. Oh, right. That's what the media is saying. We don't apparently, know if Apparently, the, the, biggest, uh, well, yeah, the biggest shock out of that thing was the Knicks had one max spot. No salary cap for one max spot. And apparently Kristoff was calling people up, like other stars, don't come, don't saying come. do not come. Oh. So they had to get rid of him. Wow. Uh, okay, Panthers, with that, we're going to go Panthers. on a little break. What about, what about and did? then we're going to be back with some Haim Rudy nah, specialties. Back. 30 seconds. Enjoy. Back Welcome back, ladies and gents, to Big Takes of Dick and Bones. We have in the stands, in the studio, I should say, <clears throat> as I mentioned, a very close friend of mine for many, many years, and also a medical genius, oh. Mr. Haim Rudy. How you doing? How you doing? Um, we're going to start. I want to give a little background to our, uh, to oh. our audience, okay. see what they're dealing with. So mm-hmm. just tell us, you know, uh, you know resume style, what, right. what you've been up to, right. 
What's sure. going on in your life? Sure, and then we'll sure. get into the details. No problem. Not a great high school student. Got suspended many times. Was in a lot of trouble. I found my light in college. Worked really hard. In Brooklyn College, CUNY. Didn't have to go anywhere too far. Uh, and then I earned a full scholarship at Albert Einstein College of Medicine in the Bronx, where I've been the last five years. During that time, I've gotten exposed to some really cool surgery cases, including a case of twins that were conjoined at the head and separated. 27-hour surgery, I was in the room with them. It was really a life-changing experience. I've also started a company in 3D technology during that time, traveled to India for a couple months. Just to all right, we're going to get to the, the traveling. That's, that's, I want to yeah. hit on the 3D, Go the, for the it. AR yeah. technology. Sure. So not Am only I, is he... fact-checking this section too? You can fact-check. Yeah. Not only is he a medical right. student, yeah. but he's also an entrepreneur. Talk to us about the, uh, the business that you No problem, started. no problem. So, so my first year of medical school, I have these really cool mentors who got involved in 3D technology when they were residents. So you know, five, ten years ago, they were bringing this new 3D scanning and 3D photo- photography to their to their mentors. And, and uh, just correct me, is it AR or VR? Is this so? So this is AR. So the difference between augmented reality, augmented reality okay, exactly, right. and virtual reality. So you want to think of it as a spectrum, right? On the left side of your spectrum, you have a completely digital world, and on the right side, what you have is a completely physical world. If you go all the way into the digital world, you're immersed in something that's not real, right? So you yeah. can't see what's in front of you. That's virtual reality. If you go over to the right, you're living real life. Somewhere in that's the middle augmented. is where augmented reality is, right. where you have the blending of digital and How real. I think about it is, you know, a cardboard or whatever VR you're looking at and just like a projector. Like you have a like that's a projector a basically onto the, yeah, onto the floor. Yeah, that's a great analogy. Or like uh, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go was, uh, that was one was of the, AR. the earliest implementations of augmented reality was Pokemon Go, exactly. Wow. Okay, well, I want to talk tech, but I also want to go back to the um, the medical field, yeah, right. Sure. How did you first decide you wanted to be in medicine, and what do you think? What do you think that says about you? Yeah. Just take us to the beginning. Nope, no worries. Yeah, you know, I, I think that that actually started pretty late for me. When I talked to a lot of my classmates, you know, they say that they were in like a stethoscope when they were a baby. For me, I kind of figured it out in the middle of college. Actually, I can't remember the first. Wow, that's pretty late. The first day of college in Brooklyn College, uh, somebody, you know, one of the administrators came out on orientation and said, "Is anybody here pre med?" And I had really had didn't have any inkling that I wanted wow. to be a doctor at that point. But I said, you know what, I want, I'd like to be a little special today. So, so I, I volunteered I myself. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to impress the girl sitting next to him. Yeah, yeah. I remember wow. her name, Teresa. Her name was Teresa. She black. She was not black. Oh wow. Um, not that, that would matter. So okay, but but this wasn't this wasn't like the I grew up wanting to be a doctor. No. Like from Five years old, certainly I not. had the stethoscope, you know, no, the, my pudding costume was a doctor. No, no, never really. This was in college, and you did it, yeah. why, on a whim? I did it on a whim. Wow. Not really. I mean, I knew I was into science, and I knew that medicine, you needed to be good at science. So I was like, this is a stable career, and yeah. whatever, it's kind of cool. So let me ask you the obvious question, though. Yeah. You're a college age, I don't know, what, 19, 20? Yeah, about that age. And you don't know what you're going to do with your life. That's you right. pick the field where you've spent how many years of schooling? How many years? At this point? How much... How much debt? At this point, I'm in my ninth uh, year. And ninth year? Yeah. And, and that's past high school, just to clarify. Uh, it's past high school, yeah. Okay, my ninth so year. as a kid who doesn't know what he, what he wants to do, he could easily pick anything that has a very nice 9 to 5 job. Mm-hmm. He picks something that he knows will be, he'll be 32, 31 before 31. he makes real money. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Uh, what, what, what went through your head? So, I think there were, there were a bunch of things. I, I, I wasn't necessarily thinking about how much of a commitment it is, and I've had to face that challenge later on when I've already invested a couple years, which itself is hard. Um, but you know, I thought it was a cool job. I didn't. I thought you could make a good living doing it. And Did you ever have any doubts? I was very ambitious. You know, I, I knew from so the beginning. You know what people do? Yeah. They they are very non uh, empathetic towards right. their future selves. So Haim <laughs> was like, I want to be a doctor. All right. Fuck my future self will have to be in school for the we'll next 18 years. Yeah. No, but you don't realize maybe three years down the road and you just had that oh shit moment. Like, I don't want to be here. You never had one of those? You definitely have bad days. And last year was a tough year for me right. for a bunch of reasons. And I definitely, you know, wanted to quit. But I got some advice from people who've gone through the path and they just, you know, they, they support you. you. If, they didn't, if they didn't step in or if you didn't go seek their advice. a chance I was going to quit. Wow. After six years? Yeah. Wow. What, do you think, what, do you, what would you be doing? You're sunk. I would have started a business. I would have gone into technology. Medical related. I would have finished school, got my MD, and gone into business with it. Nice. Oh, so you still would have finished, just not been a doctor. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so we talked medical. I, I, you know, what do you think about people who, from their birth, want this challenge? They like, want to be in medicine. What does that say about them, characteristic, you know, personality? I don't think it says anything more than anybody else who wants to do something. You think it's just another job, another run of the mill no, job? No, I don't think it's just another job. I think that, that people make the mistake of thinking that doctors are extremely special and that we have a different skill set or we're different right. from most people. 
they're, they're impressive people in every field. We get a lot of credit, and it's deserved. It's a very hard job. I but mean, incredible patience, I see how diligence. hard my dad, you see how hard your dad works. You see how hard yeah, your dad it's works. A different like, our dads are heroes. No, it's it's not, you, See, I, I don't think, I think like that. I think like even like the worst doctor, mm-hmm. as long as you're not killing their patients and shit, like even a not good doctor is still more of a hero than you know a how you top were saying, uh, like businessman. You know how you were saying that people are not empathetic to their future selves? Yeah. People are over-empathetic to doctors. Wow. It's possible. In my view, in my view. We... Yeah, whatever. We're altruistic. Doctors. I hear what you're saying, but these guys are amazing. And you're, you think how many how many doctors? Things. What percent of doctors do you think do it for um, to help others versus get their own All fame? Of them do it it to needs help to others. be to help it's others. Zero fame. You can't get like, through it. Like what about kids that are born into like Chinese households that they need to be a doctor or some shit like nah, that? Nah, they won't get through it. It's too hard unless you love it. So you love it for the science and you love it to help. That's others. like a Dale Carnegie. For some thing. people, it's like seventy percent science, thirty percent helping others. For other people, it's the other way. Yeah. So let's say a law school student, you think not all of them necessarily want to really be lawyers, but every doctor that gets that well, that's far four has years. To. This is double that. People what do you mean? go through lawyers and lawyers and four, four years. Yeah, four there years people. versus ten. What are you talking about? Years? Lawyers, not four years. Lawyers, three. like yeah, lawyers after years. after yeah. after uh, yeah, three years of graduate school. Yeah. So your guys is? I'm in my fifth of of, of med school. So you did four and now I five. Did a, I did a year. It's usually four. I did an extra year for research and business. So you had nine years invested? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's but sort it's of like the Dale Carnegie like, thing where it's like, uh, not really. don't don't say what you do, it's say why years. you do. You know, why do you get up every morning? Why do you like, yeah. Richie, like why, what's the why in like SEO or marketing? Like what, what like attracts you to that? What makes you happy about it? That was the yeah, first job I got. Question. First job I got. Yeah. So Swear to God, first job I got. That's the difference. Like I've thought about this so much that I know I want to do it. Yeah. The why. Because like it's such a commitment to me. I don't think they do SEO. You didn't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's the simplest thing for me to say. Don't do SEO. PPC. Uh, marketing. Oh. Just say digital marketing. Dick Miz, by the way, congrats on a new job. Yeah. To Horizon yeah. Media. Yeah. Big, big company. Thank you very much. Excited? I'm very excited. Yeah. Okay. Two more weeks. Horizon Media. Very proud of you. All right. Haim, we're moving on to tech. Okay. Okay, listen. We, we, jump back to t- we jump back to medicine. We're going back to tech. You're explaining your AR company. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just want to ask you real quick. You're, you're in the medical field. Sure. How do you see medical technology improving, oh, yeah. evolving over the next 25 years? For sure. What, what will the world look like? What about now? No, yeah, okay. For, sorry. Right. Give me some things that people should look out for the next two years. Give me right. some exciting stuff that you've seen. There, there are really three areas that I'm extremely excited about, okay? The first is personalized medicine as it relates to genetics. So at this point, we can get your DNA and understand how you're an individual and how you differ from Dick right next to you. Wow, that's pretty at, wow. a, at a cellular level, at a molecular wow. level, we can do that for about, I don't know, a dollar? We used to wow. be, it used to cost $10,000, and we can do that in 15 minutes, okay? You know what that reminds me of? What's like up? they have, um, right now, they have more computing power yeah. in a cell phone and they did, they did it in, 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 the, in whole the whole IBM Apollo 13. Yeah, yeah. 100%. The whole Apollo 13 had the computer power yeah. calculator. So Hayim saying basically what what used to cost millions, billions of dollars, yeah. whatever it was, Murphy's now is law. dollars. Yeah, we, we grow exponentially in terms of our computing yeah. power every year. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so so what, do I, what am I really excited about? Okay, so there's this technology called CRISPR. So what CRISPR does is that it has two parts. One is if you want to specify a part on somebody's DNA that you don't like, it's a little like machine. What does that mean? Okay, I'll explain it to you. Like, so like let's say cancer let's, gene or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's say you oh, have wow. a gene that says give me pimples, or you have a gene that says um, give me a higher risk of cancer. Right. right. So we know what those genes look like because looks like look like because we've sequenced look millions right. and millions. Look at look at right. Because we've sequenced millions of people. Right. So what we can do is identify that gene, tell this robot that we inject into your blood, wow. find the gene, and then we can destroy say, it. Take it out and so replace it with something. Find and replace it using XL in the human body. It's exactly. It's fine. It's the finer replacement of the human body. Exactly. That. But here's the crazy How thing. How big is that robot? It's it's like, it's like a little molecule. It's like smaller than the atom oh, wow. within your. How do they create that? It's um, by other machines. Machines create machines. I don't know yeah. exactly how they make CRISPR. That's a good question. Well, they, they, they can't be mi- human hands. It's a it's a pro. Give us one more it's and then li- it's a live machine. I am. Give us one more and then give us what do you think. 25 years down the road, what do you think our no. lives will be like? <laughs> what do you think our lives will be like? Give, it, give us that. Wait, I just, want to, I just want to raise an ethical point for the group oh, okay, here. Yeah, okay? for sure. Back to CRISPR. So imagine you don't want to cure cancer. Imagine you just want, instead, of, different. instead of your hazel eyes, right. you want blue eyes. I was thinking about that. Imagine instead of your brown hair, you want, you want blonde hair. Now, isn't that like epigenetics? What's that called? Is that well, we, epigenetics we is about the doctor cool in China? Call nothing. Yeah, oh, yeah. We we could, so, so Ezra, Ezra wants to bring up this ethical case that happened in China. So Ezra, go ahead. I mean, I, I think you should you should take lead. That's no, okay. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say. Go for it. It's just a doctor in China doing experimentation on on. 
fetuses at the time. That's right. Oh, um, it's dark. Seeing if he can actually make genetic changes to. Right. We're playing to God. We're child. playing right, exactly. God. Exactly. So let me. So if the Nazis and could have used this technology, what would they have done? And if they had their hands on it, what would have happened? Right. That would have been yeah. a big thing. Yeah. Because they had the Jewish women. They could have programmed out Judaism. They could have programmed out all the qualities that they well, didn't not like just in us. Judaism. It was just whatever they didn't like. They would have yeah. made an Aryan race. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. So. so I mean, Play, so, it, 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 overall, not if, if the Germans had it, but just morally on its own. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, is that, talk is to that me. Playing God, is, is playing God okay? Keep, we should stay on yeah. this. This is good. But, but here's the crazy question, and it's exactly that. Um, I, for every person, everybody's got their own subjective sense of what is good and what is bad. So should anybody have the right to use this technology? That's a very, very interesting right? Everything is relative. Like what I think is right. Well, is right, right, what, right. Yeah. Will you personally believe that? Hmm. I think yes. I think I think you at some point you need to get you need to trust yourself and you need to say okay I'm not gonna make decisions only based on what I think but I'm gonna find people I respect I'll get a panel of them and then yeah. we'll all get together and figure it out but I'm not just gonna be like oh everything is relative I'm, the person who kills those good people I'm don't. more so for free market if you want to change your your uh, your hair color and play God right. go for it but you're not making that decision somebody else's yeah but for them for themselves not for me. You can't. Oh, you have to do it when you're an embryo. You can't do it. When oh, you're an so my baby. That yeah. changes. Uh, some black mirror. Some black mirror. Oh. There are the unintended consequences. There are there are like far sure. out type things that people are talking about now, and even even experimenting and doing the research. Right. What are the ramifications of, of doing this at scale? So even if we take this free market approach, do you mean the ethical ramifications or the physical? Ones? The physical ramifications. Give, are, us, a, give us a scenario. Give us a scenario that that. Uh, I'm talking about genetic modification of, of human beings. Yeah. And you extrapolate that out, and you even even the way that they're using CRISPR mosquitoes in certain markets, and changing 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 the environment that in which they live and they operate. There this are unintended consequences. How do you this build into that? Yeah. How do you get there? How do you make decisions? Yeah, so, so I think that there, there's a, a large group of people who are really being restrictive about who's using this technology. And that was, you know, to your point, what was happening in China was this one guy who decided, I'm gonna go ex- against the international scientific community. Whatever they say, fuck them. I'm, I'm, evil I'm, gonna, I'm gonna steal these couple of babies from the hospital in China, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck with the embryos. Evil I'm make them yeah. Right, and he's like, I'm doing humanity a favor. Yeah, he's, that's evil science. Like, right he there. said that, he's like, I'm doing humanity, exactly. You know, they always think yeah, they're good guys. A, a stronger human race. Yeah. Fucking crazy. So, that, so that's what happened. And yeah. It's wild. Give me the next 25 years, just snapshot. What, Ezra, what, do, you, what do you think morally what you about that? Yeah, Ezra, what do you think? Uh, I kind of agree with you. What, what did I say? Give me 25 years down the road. I can't. Give me 25 years down the road. What do you envision? What is the world going to be like from a medical perspective, but also just like quality of life perspective? It's hard to say, man. We're at, we're at a very tough political time right now. There's really no way to know which way the world's going to go. Like, oh, we're, we're, getting, we're getting fucking crazier. We're going 1984. We are. We are, but it. the pendulum is but going that way. Then who knows? And, you know, maybe in six years, we're going to start swinging like super back. conservative. Maybe. maybe. Do you think the world well, lasts? Well, that's why Donald Earth? Trump is president But I'm not right even talking about like left right. I'm talking about like happiness and good society versus bad society. Bad yeah. is gonna take over. Like, I don't care left, right. I care about people. Do you think the happy. Earth is gonna last another hundred years? Yes. Okay. That's all I need to know. Been here for four point six billion okay. Years. Listen up. You're in the medical field, sir. Yeah, I yeah. am. Okay. You talked about your upbringing, how you got excited about medicine. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about what specific field you're in right now, which is plastic surgery. Okay. Which I should say plastic and reconstructive. So that means he's just doing boob jobs. It does, certainly does not mean that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't leave out the Brazilian But you bubble. do, you do yeah. do jobs. Interesting. Wait, so, so I'm, I'm still right? a trainee, yeah, so I'm not yeah. doing any surgeries on my own at this point. I'm mainly helping out, you know, being a, an extra hand in the operating room and doing my best to understand and learn everything so that one day in, you know, six years, I'll be able to do these things on my own. So if shit's going on, if, if shit's going on in your surgery, yeah. and they're like, okay, this doctor's going to learn something today <laughs> and fucking fuck with your face, that's how you... That's right. um, okay, but, but why plastic? <laughs> to a certain degree. Why plastic? So I'll tell you why. So when I got to medical school, I really loved it. And the reason I loved it was because it was very interesting material. But what I realized was that it was being taught in a very rigid and, sh- and, and, and structured way. And there wasn't a lot of latitude to it, and it wasn't flexible. And when I got out of the science classes and into the wards and into the hospitals, right. I realized that the way you treat patients is also very structured, very sh- algorithmic. And there wasn't a lot of room to do what you wanted to do. Plastic surgery is the only field 
that is, a, it's a surgical discipline that's art form. That's an art form and it's right. principle based. So instead of saying you have heart disease, you treat it with a beta blocker. You say, here's a guy with a big hole in his scalp. I have this set of tools at my disposal. Right, well, Let me think about the principles of that hole that will guide me in terms of what tools. Well, from an aesthetic standpoint, you don't think there's like bigger margin for error? Yeah, there certainly is. There right. certainly is. And you're and not you're not the neuroscientist, you know, where one movement right. kills somebody. Yeah. And I think that what I've realized is that plastic surgeons are so precise yeah. and so accurate because they try hard. I think the others you know, Rich, we were talking about your your yeah. sutures the other day. Yeah, so Hayim Hayim noted in the hospital that then my uh, stitches really bad, sutures really bad. That's gonna leave a weird scar. Um yeah, but that who cares? And then I asked I'm asked if they're already doing the sutures, take another half a second right. to just no, make but your it response nice. was they had five like uh, that day that they have to get to. They might have. They're but on so two hours of sleep. So do the yeah. plastic surgeons. You know, the difference is that we, we really are perfectionists. So right. you know, if something's not good in the operating room and doesn't look good, it's not gonna look any better in a week from now. So you take it out <laughs> and you, you make it perfect. And and that's a that's part of the culture of plastic surgery is constantly seeking perfection and constantly seeing great results. Let me ask about that point just for a second. That that guy's like Richie's doctor who messed up his, uh, his stitches. Well, mess it up. You know, but like they have room for error versus guys that are in the exact same position as them with two hours of sleep, nine years into it, mm-hmm. and they're neuroscientists or they're neurosurgeons. Yeah. And one, one movement, one movement kills a person. Okay. They kill more people than they save. Yeah. What kind of person so I'm gonna thinks dis- of doing that as a, as a I'm job? Gonna, I'm going to dispel some myths and I'm going to answer your question. The first okay. is, you know, people think that brain surgery is you move a millimeter to the right and right. You, you killed the person. Right. So, so it, in most things in medicine, there's a lot, there is room for error. Not a lot, but there is room for error. And brain surgery is no exception to that. So right. if you're doing brain surgery, and I've seen a couple, right? Like, is no, that because the brain as an organ is more resilient than we think? No, it, it's part of that. And it's also because the things in our, the areas in our brain that actually serve functions versus the areas in our brain that we really don't know what they do. And if you took them out, nothing would happen. Mm. That's a small ratio. It's like 0. 0.5 or, you know. Wow. It's, it's How much of the brain is actual? It all has a function. Oh. How many of it is useful? How many of it is not? It's impossible to say. Like if, if you took out like a chunk of your brain that didn't have a discrete function, like right. swallowing or speaking or something like that. If you tried to say, well, think of the color purple, right. you might not be able to do right. that. So they're How very, learn there's that, an infinite that, number of ways. If there's one step that's missing, you don't complete the function. That's right. And How do they for learn, higher order functions, it's a, a composite. How do they learn that this, this position uh, controls swallowing? Like, How do they know that? So there are a bunch of ways to do it. One is an animal model, so rats, right? You can train them to do ah, something. Okay. The other way is, and we've learned a lot by actually people who have like a gunshot wound to a certain part of the brain. Right. What, they, what they lose. What did they lose? Yeah, right? exactly. So there's this famous case of this guy, Phineas Gage, in the 1800s. He was building he was building these train tracks, right? And the way you do that is you take a big fucking oh, iron rod. It's this. like it's like six inches like in diameter. And you like pale yeah. it. This is when? Guy. What year is this? I don't know, 1850. Okay, but that picture's of it. That you seen of Phineas it. Gage? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So there's a big pike through his head, <laughs> through the front of his head. Like Harry okay? Potter. So this guy had a, he ended up developing this constellation of behaviors that they ended up calling Kluver-Busey syndrome. So what is Kluver-Busey? So basically what it is, is well, un- one second. Just, just, to, just to clarify, he had a pipe in his head yeah. for how many years of his life? Uh, 30 years? 30 years of his life. He was a full-on <laughs> adult. So he was a normal reserve, like, like a yeah, Christian. <laughs> he was like a good Christian <laughs> guy before any of this happened. After that, uninhibited sexual, like, Impulses, so he would wow. be in like a grocery, wow, coming on to like old ladies, always cursing whenever he got upset, wow. like complete social inhibition. And why? Because they took out the frontal lobe, frontal right? cortex, frontal, frontal cortex. cortex. That's yeah. what that's what creates like social norms and inhibition. Like that voice in your head that says, "Don't do that." Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. like Tourette's. I feel like isn't that a little bit like no. that? Like Tourette's people, Tourette's from what I've seen online, they just say the things that they, their body <laughs> tells them not to say. Yeah. So Tourette's is actually a form of obsessive compulsive disorder. So there's a, there's a part of you that's responding to dopamine. What dopamine is what right. reinforces our behaviors. And uh, it's telling you, do this. Right. And, and you really don't even have an option. It's not like you don't have you any can't control it. It's actually a choice. You make the choice to wow. do that. But it's, but it's impossible wait, wait, to Wait, wait, you just said that um, Tourette's people have a choice to say it? That's right. No, what I mean is that it's, they go through the psychological process of saying, it is I can and I cannot. And then they're forced to do it. Ah, but it's not like, like one, one path is cut off, but they know there's two paths. Yeah, it's like right. they, it's like if they had superhuman willpower, they, I think they might be able to resist it. Wow. I'm not, I don't mean to place any moral judgment. Let me go back. Right. Let me go back for the neuroscientists for a second. Neurosurgeons. Yeah. Why do they? What makes a person choose that field? What kind of person do you have to be? You to, got, you to, gotta, to face you that to, kind of rejection have have, over and over. You killed a person today, what? and again and again and again. Psychologically, it's got to be tough. That's an interesting way to word it. Yeah, I don't no, know. No, seriously, that's got to be a tough well, job. It is definitely a tough job because I think your outcomes are not. 
mm-hmm. that great. Why does Ezra leads you and always leads you in a direction? He doesn't let you fucking answer the question. No, let me hear that. Let me hear that. He's good into there. No, no, no. Let me hear that. Isn't that a terrible job? No, no, no. So give me, yeah, give me the alternate view there. Okay, so here's the reality. So neurosurgeons operate on people who are sick, meaning they have seizures, they have strokes. Not necessarily, okay. but they have brain, they, they have brain cancers, right? So these are serious conditions. The right. problem is when you when you fix these people, you're not necessarily. I mean, if you if you like stroke patients do die, right. but if you have like a brain tumor, right, and you know they're not dying for another six months, but you decide to operate on them, you're making decisions that are very hard to make. What I mean by that is, you might decide, okay, is this does this person want to live an extra six months right. but not be able to talk to their right. wife? Best not not going to want to be able to move their body. Like right. th- these are some decisions. I mean, if but who makes those decisions? Involved, who gets to make those decisions? It's never. So we used to think the physician makes that decision on behalf of the patient. In the last hundred years, what's happened is we've come to this model where we understand the values and the preferences of the patient. Right. Right? Instead of being paternalistic and saying, this is what you need, we, we probe them and we say, if you had to live your life in this room, right, exactly. you really have to get to know them you as people. You have to ask people, them questions. As people, and then you say, well, if this is what that's you want. Let me ask you guys. More emotional, let me ask you guys. Uh, would you rather, right. would you rather? Do, do you agree that that's a better way of approaching the situation than like saying this is what you need? 100%. No, I would give them the option for the get-go. You would what? Give them the options. Right, that's exactly. That's oh, you're saying you wouldn't even have gone there. Let me ask you, a hundred years ago. Yeah, what gives you that? That power. Remember, there's a lot of hubris in the field. Man. Yeah. Let me ask I you: mean, Would you rather live ten years more, but you lose half your bodily functions, or your, basically quality of life versus time? Quality of life. Quality of life. For the sure. original question to that was: Would you rather live five years? Uh, would you ha- cut five years off life for a microwave? Or, or lose not. a micro? Yeah, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> that's what it's So about. you think so you want life. You want full life. Yeah. So that goes back to like the euthanasia question. You know, mm-hmm. like, do you agree with euthanasia? What do you think? Okay, so I need you to define euthanasia. Euthanasia, in my mind, is a sick patient, yeah. terminally ill. Right. They're in pain. Yeah. And you decide to, they're, they're, they're 100% so they're, they're, supported by a machine. And yeah. you say, do I pull this plug or not? Euthanasia is you pull it. What do you think? Okay, so I just want to create what issues come up for me. So the first is, I see my role as being a healer, right? So when I decide, like, let's be rigid about the definition of heal, and let's say heal is to make people who are alive better alive. Like that's better alive. Better alive. Okay, like, that's the traditional definition of healing. It's right. not like, let me alleviate your suffering by killing you. So when you expand the definition to mean let me kill you for your own comfort, right. then there are a lot of there's a lot of baggage. Like you, it's like you're opening up like I don't know the floor and there's like water rushing in. You gotta right, like yeah, yeah. take yeah. things and leave things. Yeah, sponsor? we also don't know what's there, we don't know if there's an afterlife or what's next. So maybe the shittiest quality of life here is, is better, than, better than non-existence. You know, yeah, but so, it's a personal choice. Right. Yeah. I think so, it always is a personal choice. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm in the opposite direction, mostly because I mentioned you to you would? a couple of days ago. Yeah, in I was in cases? I was in a, a college class. It was actually one of the best classes I've taken. Although it was a shitty professor, it was it was a public speaking, right? So they had had all these exercises. This is like years ago. This is a freshman year of college. Yeah. Right, 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 okay. So a long time ago, and they had a debate exercise. One of the debate exercise topics was was euthanasia. So they placed me. They just give you a side, right? Oh, you totally, yeah. And they placed me on the side of pro euthanasia. So I had to obviously write the uh, report for the you know to pass the class, but I started like aligning myself with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll give you a little personal story, and, and you, I was telling you, I was telling you that it was a hard argument to fight against. Yeah, you know, the but other, you still believe it. It's a hard your argument. Your teammates were really bad. My other two teammates were bad, but the, the argument of you're gonna kill somebody is so clear. Like, how do you argue against that? It's well, hard, you know. So yeah. I lost the debate, but yeah. I have I have a, I have a personal uh, thing. So you're what pro. You're no, even even though you lost the debate, you still believe in it. Yeah, right. So so writing, I think writing the report made me believe in it. The reason is, I said I said in the uh, in the debate, I had two minutes, and I st- and I was talking about my my. Uh, I think the first time I was really cry- I really cried in my life was when my grandpa Hal passed away, and I wasn't super close with him. You said like, this in your debate. Yeah. Wow, that's, yeah. that's yeah. cheating. Yes. Yeah, because I knew I could emotions. I knew I couldn't win otherwise. By the way, <laughs> and I still lost after this. Uh, I said basically, I said my grandpa how he was a very very humble, hardworking guy. I was not very, he's not very affectionate, but he was just a he was a worker his whole life. He worked seven days a week every year, every day, every week for thirty years, so his family right. could survive. Right. And and in, in his last days, wow. he had liver cancer, and he has relax. tubes. And my father, my father and his sister, his father, my father and her sister were in the in the room with him, holding his hand last night and and my dad when he thought of his father he always thought of somebody who was like a superhero like strong yeah. like built like supportive yeah, very and then you see him like thin as a bone and hooked up to so many wires and clearly in pain mm-hmm. and he and he passed away that night mm-hmm. and and my, and my grandmother my grandmother sorry 
That's one. No, but how, no, how, no, my grandmother was in the room. My grandmother's in the room, and she and she was alive and well, and and uh, she happened to pass away two years later. But she was in perfect health, and she told she turned to my father and she said, "If I'm ever in this kind of pain, kill me. If I'm ever in this kind of pain, mm-hmm. he said, kill me. But don't don't let me ever don't be in this kind of pain. Wow, that's crazy. And that's how I ended my debate. They had they they gave me two minutes. I ended up going for five and minutes. You didn't win. And everyone was like, everyone was like really quiet, but they're like, nah, you're killing somebody. You were just <laughs> nah, bro, you just killed somebody. They're like, they're like, despite how amazing that was, that's terrible. I didn't use it for uh, my I'm debate, really just to be I clear. But, but like, that's, that's the position I think I'm in. You know, like, I was, yeah, was going to bring let, that up. Just let them go in peace. I mean, your story is a lot, yeah. a so lot. The, I mean, yeah. it's true yeah. and it has a little more impact. But I was going to say, when you feel the worst pain ever, if you've ever been in a car crash or whatever it is, when you feel that, that recovery, you know what it's going to be like if you ever have to get back to that spot. And you just don't want to do it again. You don't want to fight. You don't want to pursue. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just so you, you have the experience of it already. The, the medical community as a whole is, is largely on your guys' side. Oh, wow. We've so, shifted towards the idea that we don't preserve life right. in the absence of quality. So, okay, let me move on to some topics here. Hi, I'm Rudy. You mentioned actually in the intro is that, that you've no been one? to which foreign country? Uh, India. India, awesome. I want to talk to you just for a Indian second. Accent. It might be yeah. well, you've traveled the world on, on medical... Trips, yeah. basically, right? So Israel, talk to me about Israel and India in, yeah. you know, two minutes. Give, me the, okay. give us the break. Yeah, just the, so the general gist of it was I was in uh, my junior year of college, and I was applying to med school. I, I wasn't sure I wanted to go, so I said, let me just take care of some people and see people who are sick. So I was an EMT in Israel for like two months, and that was cool. Then I met Joe Sutton in Europe, and we did some Euro tripping, which was nice. And then in my summer before med school, I wanted to just go abroad and see things I wasn't otherwise going to see in life, so I decided to go to India for three months. How was that? It was life changing. That's cool. You know. Uh, so do you, Do you find that those two trips were catalyst in like your shift of of like the being a kid to to being okay? This is good. Mm. I'm maturing and be a doctor. I didn't feel like I was an adult when I came back. Like, not, I didn't come back feeling like what about the, more the Indian... serious about life. But what I felt was that like I understood, like, like what I felt I understood like what human struggle was a little right. more. So what what do you compare just from the Indian quality of life and also from yeah. out their medicine? Yeah, so here's the quality what of the medicine. What what like what perspectives did you gain? So what did you learn? I was I was in the what people would call a slum, right? right. Like people don't slum don't mean you know, people are like living on five cents a day, right. and then they're like relatively happy. And then I come to the Bronx and like I'm wearing my white coat. I'm in like this yeah. public emergency room, and some guy comes in and just did like thirty bags of heroin, wow. and it's like like it's really like the most miserable person I've ever seen in my life. Right? And he has a cell phone, he's got cable, yeah. he's got like his family, you know, like, but he is, is more emotionally poor and less materially poor than the people in India. Our poorest citizens, right, assuming you're not homeless, the lowest class would be upper class is still has more amenities and, and right. uh, luxuries right. than the people, than the, ri- the guys on the richest, uh, not the richest, but, but mentally the, the, the normal much people. Guys in affordable yeah, housing in the Bronx? No, straight up. But psychologically, there's a lot of poverty. What did that teach you overall? It taught me how to um, humble myself relative to people who I think are poor. Like, a guy in India, I don't have to, like, pity necessarily. Like, I, there are things about his life that I, I, I'm sad about. Envious, but are also envious. Yeah. Right, but also envious. Like, there's a certain, yeah. not necessarily naivete, but, like, a decision naivete, to be yeah, happy. I like that word. Um, give me the most meaningful, you talk about just your overall... Nonprofit travel medical work. What's the been What's been the most meaningful moment? That's hmm. uh, tough. Most meaningful Sum it up moment. into one moment for him. Shit, man. I think it was probably that what I was telling you just now. Like in Jacoby, it's like really poor hospital. Seeing patients who come in, like who voluntarily fucked up their bodies, right. because uh, they're you know they're sad about life and I don't know psychologically they they just yeah. needed to do that. Wow. And uh, you know just was that the saddest you've ever been like in this no. context? No. Or like the scaredest? What was the scaredest you've ever been? The most scared? I don't know. Those are not emotions that I acknowledge in the in the healthcare. Right. You gotta be a robot. You gotta go to work. Not necessarily a robot, but like scared. Uh, but going back to the why question, I think you should have moments where you're like, "Wow, that was meaningful." I usually feel like that was beautiful. Never like that was horrible. I don't. I don't have very many horrible. So moments. you disassociate from the from the, the meaning of it. The the bad parts bad about my yeah. my work have been like people treating me very shitty, like being the lowest person on the totem pole in so a very like, intense culture. Just business. Have you found business. that like oh. the, the top, the resident or the attending, sorry, attending, I just yeah. treat you like shit. Some people. Wow. Yeah, for sure. It's a very. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Remember we talking about in the beginning where medical people they want to help. Yeah. So you'd think intrinsically that'd be a good person, yeah. but they're still shitty. No, they're still yeah, shitty. They have a god complex. Everybody in medicine has a God complex. 
Which is crazy. Myself included. 100%. Right. 100%. Nice. Give me, we would be remiss not to ask you. We would be remiss not to ask you what's the craziest story or case yeah. in the OR. Give us like some crazy. And shit. we've heard some crazy ones, so you got to top it right now. Come on, give us. You guys heard the twin separation, obviously. Oh yeah. Give me yeah, just like a run of the mills Tuesday night, and you saw this. What was the crazy shit? No, there are things that top that. Let me think. Oh. Okay. And that, uh, no, doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be the most awe-inspiring. Nah, I got you. This is crazy. Like the fucking. We can I don't know if we can publish. Whoa, yeah. Now there's been some like, shit. That's what I'm talking about. All right, all right. So here's here's something that was cool. Like I think this was in this was in March. So I'm at I'm at my hospital and this guy this guy is like really he has this cancer in the bone of his leg that like was really he didn't like take care of it at all. So basically he had to have surgery and have the bone removed. So the problem is that if you, so what they did was they put in like fake bone. So the thing with fake bone is there's no blood supply. And when there's no blood supply, there's no white it's blood cells. Of, it's made out of like cadaveric connective tissue, but there's no, there's no blood supply. Okay. So yeah, so basically no, yeah, like no there's no white blood cells getting in. So what do white blood cells do, you guys know? They, they fight the infections, right? Okay, so what's gonna happen to that? What's gonna happen So what's gonna happen to that piece of dead bone? It's gonna get infected, right? Yeah, that's, yep. that's not going to be good. He's going to lose his leg. He's going to get gangrene. Yeah. He's going to have to chop off his leg. That's Ooh, not good. Gangrene. Okay, so what do we do? What do plastic surgeons do? We take muscle, which is very vascular. We take it with its artery. From where? We take it from different parts of the body. Like this time we took it from his thigh. Oh, we, wow. We're holding a piece of muscle with an artery dangling. Oh, it's like a steak? It's like a steak. That's crazy. You have to connect the artery. Yeah, so oh, then we give bring it, to, it give down it and we take the arteries and we connect them to each other. So now what you have is you have that dead bone, but what's, what's over it? Oh, man. A healthy piece of muscle, muscle yeah. with Protected. blood supply, right? It's like a shin guard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice. But listen, so, so now it's getting blood in, right? How do you get blood out of there? You got to connect the veins too, right? Oh. So let's say the Go veins, let's say the veins get stopped. Then what's going to happen? Blood's going to get blood in, up, but it's not going to get out. So it's going to swell up. It's going to swell up. And no blood's going to be able to get in eventually because it's going to really be backed up. So here's what we did. This guy, so this is exactly what happened. This guy had blood in through How the artery. 60, uh, but no okay. blood out because the vein was fucked up. Right, right. So what do we do to get the blood out? We put leeches oh, on his skin. Little, that's little awful. wormy that's like, boys. That's like so we yeah. ordered them from 1-800-LEECHES, okay? The guy <laughs> comes leeches. in a truck, gives me a big a like, business. styrofoam yeah, box. Thanks, buddy. I give him a high five. I take the what box up to the this? nursing what floor. Do this look is like? an established practice. What do leeches look like? Just so we know. Leeches look like little black worms. Oh, they squiggle, oh, they live in water. Right. That's, uh, that's okay, so we take the leeches, they're, they're, tiny, they're like an inch long, they're like an inch long, okay? Yeah, yeah. So I take them with a little tweezer, and this was my role as the medicine, it was take them out of the box, oh, wiggling around, around the thing, wiggling? it's squirming, hard to get out of the bag, oh, then you put it on God. and it latches on. Oh, in 15 minutes, that thing is like seven to eight inches long and like an inch blood. wide, filled with blood. So then you take it off and you just replace them. And meanwhile, blood's getting in, it's, it's not getting out through a vein, it's getting out through the leech. Wow. So how do you fix that though, at the end? Hey, so you, you gotta, you gotta bring in another vein graft and hook it up. If you have a, wow. just, he constantly orders from one hundred leeches. <laughs> I love it. So one hundred leeches was calling me for like two months because we didn't we didn't pay him. <laughs> You're all, I was like, guys, I'm off service. I'm calling you. I'm not list. there anymore. Um, okay, we're gonna finish uh, off before to order it. Yeah. before we go into a break. We're gonna finish off. Um, could answer this answer could be I don't I don't feel comfortable answering that. But what would you change about the medical industry? What would I change about or it? Or about the medical system in general? You could say uh, I'm not comfortable. No, it could be. No, there are a lot of things. Yeah. There are a lot of things. Not to be. Uh, uh, I think that crazy, as uh, a whole, people. I think people in medicine need to be more respectful of their peers. Like I, I think there's this tendency to group think in medicine. Like the the academic elites feel like they know the right way about everything, and they don't respect people who disagree with them. In fact, they they disparage them. Like in the same way, the right disparages the left, and the left disparages the right politically. That same thing is exaggerated. In do you think? Do you think that doctors? Think because the God of Comics is so high that they don't need to learn more and continue education is not important. No, because I that's a, a, a like a regurgitated phrase in our in our community as you be a lifelong learner. Like that's uh, you're indoctrinated with that so concept. You think, yeah, okay, gotcha. But practically, do they actually become lifelong learners? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Oh wow, so so that's that's crazy because the good when ones they finish do. med school, the good ones do. When they finish med school, the me- medical practices could be but easily changed. Every four years, medical knowledge doubles, and fifty percent of what you learned is irrelevant. Right. So you have to have. So people, I think it's more just a boys' club, you know. Like these guys go through that many years of schooling, and they like earn their stripes that they could be dicks, you know. Like that's the, I think what they, I don't agree with that. I'm not talking about Certainly dicks. that's the case. In I want them to, to know the updates of the past ten years in a, in a new. Of course, that's, that's part of their job. No, they do, they do. That's, but that's what I mean by lifelong learners, people learn more. They don't on the challenge. Job. They don't challenge themselves personally. Like they'll learn the science, but they don't. Ah. They don't expand themselves intellectually. 
I'm not sure I know the difference, but like, okay. like if I hated you because like for some reason you bothered me, like if I would try to understand about myself what bothered me about you, because it's usually something in me, not you. Yeah. Right. Like, and most people recognize that when they feel triggered, there's something going on. They, they don't. They don't. They're like, I'm not dealing with that right now. I'm a hero. I save people. I don't need to challenge myself. I'm good about everything except I need to keep up to date with my science. Okay, with that, we're gonna go into a little music break and then we'll be back with an activity. We'll be back soon. Fantastic saucy song. We are going through do a couple activities here. I got a bunch. We'll see what we get to. We'll see what we don't. Alright. A lot of word games. You gotta think on your feet here. Okay, give us the rules. We got fact checker Esmo on the booth. We got Heinrich. Say my name. And we got Dick and Boo. Alright, first game. Dick, what do you got for us? The movie game. The rules. The game starts with an actor or actress. Next person has to say a movie that they were in. For example, oh, so Leonardo DiCaprio. You would say? Ooh, what? Diamond, <laughs> Titanic. Sure. But you guys very, very struggle in there. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Wait, yes, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, correct. What's the game? Now, the ne- now you say, let's say, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. A different and actor. Haim has to say an actor in that movie, oh, and you keep Margot going around. Robbie. Oh, nice one. Yeah, then you would say a movie. Uh, uh, you uh, say, uh, a movie Margot Robbie's in. I don't know. The girl, the woman, she's like a little one, girl. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Then you say, okay, well. we're not the crowd for this, but let's yeah, try this it. Is, <laughs> I don't know anything. So, about I, what do I start I with? I think I know movies. What do I start with? You can start with an actor if you want. An actor? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to leave Siri okay, on. Okay, here we go. Give me. I'm going to go recent because I don't know any actors. Sure, sure. I mean, there's a lot of actors, man. Okay, uh, Adam Sandler. Hi, uh, What movie? Quick, yeah, quick, quick. Um, Grown Ups. As- Esmo. Yo, I don't know. Grown Ups. Who the hell's in Grown Ups? I don't know. What's his name? Fuck. Chris Rock. You can do it. No, Chris Rock. Bro. Yeah, what's that guy's name? You can <laughs> do it. You, that's not a person's name. name. <laughs> Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider, yes. Uh, or Chris Rock, The right? water boy. Chris Rock, right? Yeah? The water boy. Yeah, he's on that too. Oh, it was in your turn, the water boy. Uh, the crazy old, the crazy, uh, foosball's the devil. All right, then the mom. We're just going to get safe. All right. Adam Sandler. Restart, 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 restart. I think we should move on to the next, uh, game. All right, next game. You guys struggled <laughs> mightily with that one. Let's go one more. One more. Mightily. You want to try with yeah, that? one more time. All right, ready? Ready? Hey, ready? I just start. I just start. Go. Doing, I get started. Doing great. Okay, I know you can start. Animated movies? Any movie. Um, animated. Like, uh, Pikachu? What are you going to say? Yeah, but we... we you have, it has the to, like, Lion King. The Lion King. Um, what? Uh, James Earl Jones. Oh, I don't need their voices. You don't need the voices. You just need James Earl Jones. No, I really don't understand this game. Darth... Star Wars. You already know this. Darth Vader. 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 Which part? Uh, this is I, not our game. We gotta move on to the next. All game. right, it's, it's not clicking. It's not clicking. Just do word associations. All right, that was, a, that was a, a moment. I, I don't want to say the name, but that was a blank moment of somebody else that we had a discussion with. They could not figure out the rules oh, of the engagement. Yeah, rules of engagement. So okay, next game, because 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 Ezra can't. Uh, Bones is struggling badly. Um, word association. Word is James Earl Jones, Star Wars. Any of the Star Wars, he's Darth Vader. Okay. Next game is word association. The rules. The name of the game is associations. One person begins with a word. Milk. The following person has to think of a word that is associated. Cookies. Sure. Okay. Um, the game continues until somebody messes up or says something co- so that makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> I like this game. Yeah. I like this game. Okay, let's go. Who starts? I got it. I got it. Uh, which way are we going? Counterclockwise? Counterclockwise. Uh, Does that mean Ezra goes, Bones goes next? Yeah. Oh, counterclockwise. Okay, go. Melon. Boobs. Melons. Uh, Melons. Big, big Melons. ones. Oh, Butts. BBL. I can't. I Brazilian can't. butt lift. <laughs> uh, upskirt. What? What? <laughs> uh, are we going to be uh, okay with that? Uh, porn. Creeps. Crepes. <laughs> Chocolate. Pancakes. Nutella. We're just going to go. Berries. Cream. <laughs> berries and cream. Berries and cream. I'm going to love those berries and cream. Starburst. Skittles. Jeffrey Shred. Cream no, cheese. No, no, that's outlandish. <laughs> no, that's outlandish. No, 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 no. 
mind cream cheese? Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Definitely. No, Skittles are red, red, red cheeks. Definitely. Oh, that's pretty outlandish. What does the judge say? Enrique, what do you think? Come on. Skittles. Yeah. Skittles could match with Jeffrey. <laughs> no. Go, keep going, keep going, Jeffrey. No, you're right, you're right. All right, next one. Next one. Aibsh. That was Jeffrey Flam. Okay, go another one, go another one. Another one. Uh, oh, okay. Um, pudding. Chocolate. Oh, no, we said chocolate. Can you say that? Go, just keep going. You can say chocolate. Last game. Last game. Coffee. Chocolate coffee. Cups. Um, water. Soda. Oh, man. Horse. Tail. Horse. Tail. Soda horse. Come on, let's go quicker. Let's go faster. Yeah. What? Soda. Oh, that's horse voice. That's not what the word. Oh, what are you talking about? I said tail, tail. Tail, head. Go fast, Conditioner. Go uh, shampoo. Hair. Back to hair? Uh, stylist. Hair color. Hair roots. The roots. Um, the band. <laughs> Bands. Late night talk show host. Nice. Um, uh, uh, Stephen uh. Hawking. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That made no it's sense. It's all right, thank you guys for joining episode 16 of Big Takes of Dick and Bones. I want to thank all of our guests here, Haim Rudy, Ezra Mosseri, Enrique, Dick in the booth with the New Orleans Once again, thanks for joining Big Takes of Dick and Bones. We are out.